Hey there, Ken Holden, Signature Selling. Welcome to episode five. Today, we're talking about the top 10% mindset. Why should you listen? This is the mindset of people, whether you're in sales, direct sales, regular sales, retail sales, or if you just work for a company and you have a job and you really wanna grow, you wanna be promoted, you wanna make more money, you wanna be able to go further, I'm gonna walk you through the mindset that is needed in order to make it. This all got started when I heard a fairly well-known podcaster, and it was a sales podcast, and no disrespect to this individual, they're very successful, they offer lots of great advice, but one of the opening points about direct sales or any kind of sales is that 90% of people fail in the first year. Caught my attention. 90% of people fail in the first year. Only 10% actually succeed or make it true. So it really caught my attention because what kind of encouragement is it for you if you're thinking about becoming self-employed or going into selling or direct selling and you know there's a 90% failure rate Wow, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to go do something that I know has a 90% failure rate and actually take a full year to get there in order to make that happen? And so my podcast is actually dedicated to helping you discover how to be in the top 10% who succeed long term. So what I'm searching for is that if you're going into direct selling or becoming self-employed, that you will have a 100% success ratio in your first year. And I realize that's not realistic but we wanna get as close to 100% as possible. I don't like that 90% statistic. So my preoccupation is not just telling people that 90% fail, why do they fail? Why is it that they fail? And how can we maybe change some of those parameters? So I've come up with this concept that I've lived and walked and breathed and trained others in for years called a top 10% mindset. So if you follow this top 10% mindset, even if you're of average ability or skill, you will end up in that 10% of people who succeed in your first year. Now, also, if you are an employee working in a company, you are not self-employed. You can apply these principles to get rapid promotion at work. You might get economic promotion, position promotion. You might get extra attention, recognition, etc. by following this top 10% mindset. So without further ado, Let's get into the top 10% mindset on what it takes to become long-term successful in sales. I want to clarify when I say top 10%, I don't mean that you will necessarily be in the top 10% of producers, although that is definitely a possibility. That's not what I'm saying. My goal is to help you become long-term successful in sales. So what is a top 10% mindset that I'm discussing? It's about bringing a whole new culture to sales. I've been in sales now for almost 24 years at a very high level. When I first joined the business, I did it because I made some mistakes. I had two little girls at home and I needed to make a living. So I had to go out and find something that I could do that could generate a sizable income. And that's how I ended up in sales. And I did really well out of the gate. And I discovered I kind of had this top 10% mindset without even knowing that I actually had it. But when I joined, I didn't join to compete with Rep A or Rep B. And as soon as I got into the sales organization, there's all of this energy around who's number one, who's number two, who's number three, and it's really easy to get caught up into it. So I'm gonna let you know right up front, I did not get into sales to compete with other people. I got in sales to make a living for my family. My goal with this podcast is to help you become successful in sales. What number you are in your company, that's gonna come down to talent and ability and all kinds of other factors or maybe some type of advantage that you're provided with. But my goal, if you listen to all these podcasts over the next year, 
is to help you become very, very successful in sales in your first year and have a high degree of confidence that you're going to actually succeed and not fail. Most sales cultures that you go in today, they're all driven around beating number one, beating number two, and all that kind of stuff. This creates uh, a lot of negative energy. Now, there can be such a thing as a friendly competition, and that can actually be useful to help spur people forward and, and get results. Here's what I've discovered, though, over the years from private conversations with people, things that I've observed. It's only true for a few people that these inter-business competitions or inter-sales rep competitions are actually friendly. Very often on the surface, they're friendly because people have to go along with it. But in reality, when you dig in underneath, there's a lot of simmering anxiety and resentment and things of that nature. And I've talked to quite a few people who feel highly demotivated by that type of a sales culture. So I'm not saying that you can't compete business to business or rep to rep if you choose to. The key is to make sure that for you, and that's all you have to be worried about, is that it's a friendly competition. And if it's friendly and it doesn't have a negative effect on you, it's nothing wrong with it at all, you can go for it. But remember, you did not join sales to compete with other people. You joined sales in order to make a living for yourself and have a career. So I wanna build a new sales culture. It takes time to build this type of a mindset. But for me, it's not about competing against another sales rep. What it's about for me, and I believe this is a key component of a top 10% mindset, is I wanna know what is Ken Holden's capacity in my business, in my sales career, if you're an employee, in your job, whatever it might be, right now we're talking about sales, but it can apply anywhere. What am I capable of doing? What are my capabilities? What is my capacity? How far can I go? And then the idea here is to compete against my own capacity, not against rep A or rep B. They might have different advantages. They might be in different markets. They could have different economies. There could be different types of customers. There's so many factors that affect size of the market that affect who's one, two, three, four, five. What you wanna do and what I wanna do is I wanna compete against my own capacity. I wanna compete with myself. I wanna see what I did last week and see if I can go higher what I did last year to see if I can go higher. I wanna have this competition with myself where I'm competing against what I'm capable of doing. The first part of that is trying to figure out and nail down what is it that you're capable of doing. So the first element of this new sales culture of this top 10% mindset is you have to have the mindset that you are going to test your capacity every day you are in the office. It's a winning competitive mindset it's just not competitive with other people. It's competing against your capacity. Ask yourself the question, what am I capable of doing? Am I reaching my capacity? This is a top 10 mind, uh, mindset because it pushes you to test the outer limits of what you can do. And I promise you, you will love doing that. Now, I wanna be very clear here. I'm not talking about not being competitive. In fact, I'm an extremely, extremely competitive person. I love to compete but not with other people. I wanna compete against what my potential is. So please don't get the wrong idea. I believe in being competitive, but who do you compete with or what do you compete with? That is the question. For me, I wanna compete against my own capacity, test my own limits, surpass my own expectations and push, push, push as far as I can. It's extremely, extremely competitive. Just competing with my own capacity. So number one in this new sales culture, new sales environment is understand why you joined the business to make a living for your family. Number two, 
figure out what your capacity is, and every day come to work to see if you can push beyond what you did before. So those small, simple steps of just trying to test your own capacity, test the waters, see how far you can go. So the first element of this is know why you joined the business. You didn't join it to compete with someone else. You joined it to make a living, have a sales career, Nothing wrong with friendly competitions. Make sure it's friendly for you because there's a lot of negative energy when these friendly competitions are really not friendly underneath and people really will not acknowledge that. Number two is to compete against your own capacity. Try to figure out what are you capable of doing and then every day is pushing that threshold and that boundary to see how far you can compete and see how far you can take yourself. The third element of this, which is really important, is to test your limits. A lot of us feel like we have limits we can't exceed. And most of the time, these are mental barriers. You'd be surprised what you can do when you apply yourself to doing something phenomenal. So testing your own limits, pushing your limits, things that have held you back before to focus and identify those things that you consider limitations and then intentionally go after them to make sure that you can test your limits to see how far you can push yourself. You will be very surprised in yourself when you push yourself hard by knowing your capacity, competing against that, then every day testing those limits, pushing those limits, pushing those limits, getting better at what you do, getting better at what you do every single step of the way. The, the next one here in the line is number four uh, in this scenario is the adoption of ideas. This is probably one of the most important things that is often neglected by almost everybody I meet. I know people come to my meetings, I go to meetings, I see people in meetings distracted, especially if you're in a Zoom meeting. It's so easy on your computer to be checking your email, checking your text messages, glancing at what people are doing. I think a Zoom meeting or any video meeting is probably the most distracted environment on earth or at, up there with one of them for sure. So what happens when we're distracted like that is we're not adopting ideas. So one of the things that I would really encourage you to do when you're with people who are performers or you're in a meeting with people who are successful is to actually really focus on what's being said. Listen and try to find ideas that this person is sharing that has made them very successful that you can adopt. Now, how do you adopt an idea? The first thing you do is you write it down and you define it, label it so you know precisely what the idea is. Number two, you try to figure out where is it going to fit into your workflow or your sales flow or your presentation flow? Where's it gonna fit? Where's it going to, to rest? Where, where does it package into what you're doing? So you figure out where that's going. Number three, you actually implement it. You find the right language, the phraseology, whatever it is that you're doing, and you build it into your workflow. The next thing you do is you execute. You start practicing it until it starts to flow in your meetings. And so that's how you adopt an idea. And then the next one here on that is also be accountable. Find someone that you're sharing this idea with and say, hey, make me accountable to do this. Accountability is huge. I heard a very interesting statistic that when you actually write down your goal and you write down your actions on, that you're going to do to achieve that goal and you share it with someone else, you have a 76% chance of achieving that goal versus people who don't do that, they only have a 33% chance. So something powerful about writing down your goal, building out the actions that you have to take to make it happen, and then very importantly, sharing it with someone else. And now the last point here in this is kind of similar to everything I've been sharing, but it does have a little extra overlay. It's called continuous improvement. Very important, continuous improvement. Everything that you do, try to make it better. It's gotta be an insane preoccupation. In my field of work, 
Uh, a lot of us make a lot of phone calls. And so how do you keep that interesting? You know, doing all that grunt work and every field has grunt work and you're making dials and there's no answer. How do you make that enjoyable? Well, you can record yourself, number one. You can have the intention of trying to get better at it every day, listening to yourself, changing your tonality, your voice. Uh, listen to yourself while you're talking. When something goes really well, writing it down, trying to work it into your workflow. By constantly trying to learn and trying to continuously improve, not only are you not bored, you're actually getting better at what you do. There's something beautiful and wonderful about being around people who are very committed, very dedicated, and are always trying to find a way to improve it. In fact, I can tell you my own life is something I've always done. Whatever I do, I try to do it again. I do it again. I do it again. I do it again. And this whole purpose of trying to do things, make it better, make it better. How can I make it better? Now, you can't beat yourself up with what you've done, but how can I make it better? What can I do differently? What can I learn? So this whole concept of continuous improvement is super, super important. And when you bring that level of energy into your office, everyone, everyone, and I mean everyone around you is going to notice it. Your boss is going to notice it if you are an employee. In a sales organization, they are going to notice that when someone is coming with this real strong, powerful desire to continuously improve, it impresses everyone. In fact, that's how top performers become top performers is they have a relentless pursuit of this principle of continuous improvement. So number one, know why you are in sales or whatever it is that you're doing. You didn't do it for other people, you did it for yourself. Nothing wrong with friendly competition, make sure it's friendly for you. Number two, discover your capacity. What is it you're capable of doing and compete against your own capacity, not other people. Number three, test your limits. Don't believe that you can't do something. Stop saying that you can't do something. This is not meant to be a motivational speech, but it's really important. You'd be surprised what you can do if you put your mind to it. So every day is testing limits, testing limits, figuring out what it is, and then finding a way to get past it. Number four method is adoption of ideas. Super important to pick up ideas. Watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, feed yourself with ideas. Even if you're bored during the podcast, all you have to do is hear one idea that can become pivotal in changing the entire course of your career. I've experienced this in my own life where I pick up one idea that is just amazing idea and I implement it to my workflow and it dramatically changes the outcome of what I'm doing. Was it worth listening for? The answer is yes. One of the keys of going to meetings, especially if you're in a business like mine where you're going to the same meetings with the same people and sometimes they're talking about the same ideas, it's really easy to tune people out. It's really, oh, I've heard this before. I've heard that person before. I've done it sometimes, it's really easy, but I've changed my tune on all of that. I understand the importance of a single idea and how it can change things. The attitude here is to be on the hunt. When you go to a meeting, you're hunting. You're, you're hearing everything, but you're hunting, but you have to pay attention because you're looking for the one thing that you went to that meeting for that's gonna make a big difference. If you don't have the hunt mindset, you end up drifting, not hearing things, and that one idea might slip right by you. And the last point here is continuous improvement. This is so important. It's everything you do, get better, get better. How do I make it better? Ask yourself that question. Can I do this better? Can I write this letter better? Can I present this information better? Can I sound better? How can I change my voice? Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, go listen to Roger Love. He's one of the world's famous uh, people on voice coaching. He has lots of YouTube videos. Go listen to Roger Love about how you can use your voice. If you follow all five of these principles, that's a top 10% mindset. If you follow all five of these, you'll be in the 10% of people who succeed in your first year at being self-employed or in sales or no matter what it is you're doing. And if you're an employee, you'll get promoted. If you bring these five things with you to work every day and build them into your life, 
you're going to find out just how successful you're going to be. If you're enjoying this, please subscribe. Of course, if you uh, tap the bell there, you'll get notified as well if you're on YouTube listening to this. And next week, I'm going to be talking about a very fun concept about are you meant to be in sales? You'd be surprised by the answer, who is meant to be in sales? What's really required to be in sales? And I'm going to give you some funny examples of just how much you will find out how even people with the quietest personalities can become very successful in sales. Thank you. Have a great week.